Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, December 4th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The budget commissioner of the EU says Brussels could go ahead with its coronavirus recovery fund with or without Hungary and Poland. The UK accuses Emmanuel Macron of throwing a last-minute curveball into Brexit deal talks, and Boeing finally nets an order for its 737 MAX jet. Plus, global equities markets have been on a tear over the past few months. We'll ask our global financial correspondent whether the rally can be stopped. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. For the past few weeks, Hungary and Poland have insisted the EU's rule of law push is unfair. Leaders of the countries are upset about one mechanism in particular they say targets their countries. It lets the EU suspend funding to member states where the bloc's values have been threatened. Hungary and Poland have been against this rule so much that they've threatened to veto Brussels' nearly 2 trillion euro budget and the EU's coronavirus recovery package. But the EU's budget commissioner has a message for Poland and Hungary the bloc could move on without you. Johannes Hahn told the FT that EU lawyers have found a way to get around Warsaw, Budapest, and their objections to EU spending plans. And what's more, Hahn said the bloc could cut the two countries out of the recovery fund entirely. It's still up for debate whether the size of the EU's 750 billion euro recovery fund would get smaller without Poland and Hungary, or whether the other 25 member countries would get a larger portion of the fund. Hahn still hopes the commission can strike a deal with Poland and Hungary, and there will be an opportunity to do just that during the EU Leader Summit scheduled for next Thursday and Friday. British officials accuse France's president of throwing a wrench into Brexit talks last night. They say Emmanuel Macron is making new demands at the 11th hour. Here with me now is the FT's political editor, George Parker. George, what are these demands that Macron made that have upset British officials so much? Well, basically, in the end game of these Brexit trade negotiations, there are two big issues which are still on the table. One relates to the access of EU fishing boats to British territorial waters. And the other one regards what they call the level playing field. This is the idea that the UK and the European Union should be able to compete fairly under a trade deal and that the UK shouldn't be able to undercut its rivals. Now, of course, France, being a geographical neighbour of the UK, is probably the most affected by of any of the EU member states by both fishing and the competition question. And as a result, President Macron of France now is really becoming personally engaged in the negotiations. Now, the UK has not been specific about what it means when it says that uh, new proposals have been put on the table by the EU, in brackets, with French insistence. But we think it's related to the whole question of competition and the level playing field area. What the French want is guarantees that the UK won't undercut the EU and that if it does, there should be some remedy available. And also the idea that the EU must be able to retaliate in some way if Britain breaks the spirit of the agreement, that there should be some sort of sanction available to the EU. Now, the EU argues that these are not new demands. These have been demands that have been on the table for some time. But nevertheless, there's a mood in London that the French have been pushing Michel Barnier, the EU negotiator, to take a much tougher stance as we enter the endgame. George Parker is the FT's political editor. And the 737 MAX is finally making money for Boeing again. The jet was grounded nearly two years ago after two crashes killed 346 people. But Boeing recently received clearance for the 737 MAX to fly again after the Federal Aviation Administration said the jet is safe. 
And yesterday, Europe's biggest low-cost airline put in the first order for the jet since the saga unfolded. Ryanair is buying 75 passenger aircraft. Analysts expect Ryanair negotiated a steep discount given the current climate. The airline said it would start taking a delivery of the aircraft from early next year, continuing through the end of 2024. Stock markets have soared in recent months, and a big reason for that is low interest rates set by central banks around the world. Many countries are keeping them at near zero or even negative to keep their economies afloat during the pandemic. And investors are noticing. Take the founder of interactive brokers, Thomas Petterfee. He told the FT, quote, Money is now so easy, why not borrow what you can and put it into stocks? That's what our customers are doing, and they're making a hell of a lot of money. It also means a lot of companies that have been struggling in the past few months are seeing their shares go up too. Hotels, energy stocks. And it has some people worried that this bull market is turning into a bubble. So what's actually going on? On the line with me now is our global finance correspondent, Robin Wigglesworth. Robin, can you give us an idea of just how extraordinary this bull market is in comparison to other rallies we've seen in the past? Well, it's been a pretty incredible year. I mean, let's just start with the bear market that was triggered by the coronavirus in March. Since the late 1800s, there have been 27 bear markets in the United States, where the average decline was 38%. Now, global markets fell by roughly that this year. They fell 34% from the peak in February to the bottom in March. And on average, it's taken around 60 months for US stocks to reclaim a new peak after a bear market. But in this case, it took us just five months for the U.S. stock market to hit a new record high. So, so what, we're, what we're hearing here is that it was extraordinarily fast, considering that there was a global pandemic going on. So then what are the main factors, if, if this is such a, a rare case, that have driven this rally? Well, the main trigger for the recovery and the main sort of juice that's really powered this rally has been the extraordinarily aggressive monetary policy we've seen. So in addition to lowering rates, they've also bought trillions and trillions of bonds. That has really helped power things higher. Then we also had the fiscal response. It was far more aggressive and quicker in this downturn than it was after the financial crisis. More recently, the big good news has been the development of several very effective vaccines. That means that markets are now looking forward to a world where the pandemic is banished, the global economy recovers strongly because of some pent-up demand. Think everybody who cancelled a holiday in 2020 that might want to take it in 2021. And then at the same time, we have that economic bounce and we still have ultra easy monetary policy from central banks, probably for years to come. And put that all together, it means that there's a lot of euphoria around the stock market right now. Um, but there are, you know, short and longer term things that could get in the way of what we're seeing here. Let's start with the short term. What could we see in the next few months or, or even weeks that could reverse this? Well, the virus remains the biggest worry. Even if we know we're going to va get vaccines sometime next year, it can cause a lot of economic damage in the meantime. Then there are issues like politics. So one of the other aspects that really helped stock markets in November was the fact that Joe Biden won the US presidency. But crucially, he didn't gain control of the Senate and the House. And that means that investors were pretty happy about the idea of a 
more stable, sensible White House, but one where the more anti-market, anti-finance inclination of the Democrats might be foiled by a Republican Senate. But the risk is that there are still two Senate seats remaining to be nabbed in January, in early January in Georgia. And if the Democrats win both of those, markets might start worrying that the Democrats are going to jack up corporate tax rates aggressively. And that, you know, whatever the politics of it, is clearly not something that's positive for financial markets. And what about the longer term, Robin? Well, I think the biggest longer term rally is the return of inflation. What if the combination of extremely low interest rates and the snapback of economic demand actually causes a classic imbalance between supply and demand that actually gets inflation going up really for the first time in several decades? And it doesn't need to go up a lot before it might cause serious issues. So one of the things that has powered the stock market high is just that bond yields are so low. And they're low because you're not really worried about inflation eating into those returns. The stock market has benefited from just how incredibly miserly the returns from bonds are. So essentially, bond yields going up by a lot is very bad for stocks. That, I think, is probably not a major risk for 2021. But in 2022, maybe we might actually start seeing some fears about that. Robin Wigglesworth is our global finance correspondent. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for having me again. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. We had help from Gavin Kalman, Michael Bruning, and Amy Keene. Our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.